Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. Have you guys ever heard the phrase, the science is settled, experts say? And then for some reason, once we hear one of those two phrases, we just blindly support whatever comes out the person's mouth after that. With no question, no regard of if it makes sense. Well, this philosophy has had drastic consequences in our society, not to mention a lot of corruption gets pushed through under the guise of science. And that's what we're going to talk about. I'm Christina Caramo, and now it's time for some solid food. Welcome to It's Solid Food, where we discuss all things in Christian apologetics, culture, and politics. You guys like how I look like a little kid today? That's the look I'm going for. <laughs> so I hope you all are doing well. So how many times have you guys heard the term science self? Experts say, and it's like, we just follow along just because someone is called an expert or a scientist with no regard for whether or not what they're saying actually makes sense. Or they're being genuine. Let me say this. In our society, we look for someone we can trust. Because as we look at the world, there's always something going on. Sometimes we like to act like America right now is so chaotic. The world has always been chaotic. When has it not been chaotic? Life is chaotic. We live in a fallen world, so it's always going to be chaos. So we look for something to trust. We look for institutions that we can rest our hat on and say, I can trust these people. And for so long in society, it was the church for a variety of reasons. Secularism, the Enlightenment period, corruption in churches. There's all types of reasons why the church has no longer isn't a trusted institution like it used to be. Um, Part of it is we should be trusting God rather than the church, per se, um, because churches are ran by people um, who are fallible. But before I get off into that, we no longer look to the church. Actually, we should, like I said, we should be trusting God uh, and his holy word. But, <coughs> excuse me, nevertheless, as society progressed and we're less likely to trust our pastors and preachers and what have you and different uh, clerical members to be like the authoritative voice in society, we shifted our trust to science and scientists and experts who typically someone gets the expert if they have enough letters behind their name we give them this um we corn it's like a coronation this title of expert and so therefore all the things that flow out of their mouth are infallible meaning that because someone is a scientist or a researcher that what they say is true folks folks that is such an idiotic view just because someone says they're a scientist, that doesn't mean that everything they say is true. And I, and I always uh, go back to the story of Dr. Henry Cotton. Dr. Henry Cotton was a scientist, not a scientist, he was a psychiatrist, and he was the head of the, the, Trenton, the, the uh, New Jersey Medical Hospital in Trenton, New Jersey. And this guy used to pull people's teeth out of their mouths. And his reason for pulling people's teeth out of their mouth was because he said that bacteria was the cause for mental illness. And since teeth harbor lots of bacteria, pulling out the teeth will get rid of mental illness. 
and he went on pulling out people's teeth out of their mouth. And he was allowed to get away with this under the guise of science. You guys don't understand how science and research works. So these people live off government grants. That's what they do. That's how you'll hear some crazy uh, in, in a bill and you'll hear a senator or a house, a house member complain about something dumb like studying the sex life of squirrels or something retarded like that. And I, I, don't, I shouldn't say that term because um, I know that some people could take that disparaging, but I'm just saying something very ridiculous like that, right? That we're going to study the sex life of squirrels, something that's totally irrelevant. They do that to make money. So they basically say this is a problem. Now, sometimes it is actually a problem our society is facing, so the research is justified, but oftentimes it's baloney, it's bogus. So they say, oh, we need to study this because it's some imminent threat. And so then some politician will grease their palm by giving them taxpayer dollars for them to study something very stupid and they pocket a bunch of money. This is how researchers and scientists make money. That's what they do. They get government grants and sometimes they get grants from their school. Now, if a private donor or like a patron or something wants to pay for someone to study that, by all means, it's your money. If, the, if you want somebody to study something ridiculous like the sex life of squirrels, by all means, do so. However, you're not going to take taxpayer dollars to do so. But oftentimes, a lot of documentation and paper is falsified in these research institutions to justify taking taxpayer dollars. And so, therefore, you'll see situations where these organizations will go to politicians and, quote, sound the alarm to put pressure on them to say, oh, there's a national crisis. We need to do something about it. And so they kind of sound this alarm, if you will, to promote a national crisis. That way it will justify uh, politicians giving them money. It's such a racket. It's such a racket. We see this stuff all the time. How do you think a lot of politicians go in at middle class citizens and become multimillionaires while they're in Congress or, or Senate? How do you think that happens? It happens, guys, because this is the racket. No matter the industry. Whether it's finance, real estate, science, it's the same racket. You give me taxpayer dollars, I make sure I, I cut you favors. Boom. Or I just give you money directly. You give me a $100 million contract, I'll cut you $5 million. Boom. Or I won't charge you for this house. Or I'll give you stocks or whatever. This is why our politics is so corrupt. Science, the scientific industry is absolutely no different. It is the same darn thing. And in science, many of these people, they feel like gods. They have these God complexes and they have so much, and even like the Darwinian evolution, it is, that is one of the biggest scams ran on us in human history is Darwinian evolution. It is a total scam. It's a complete farce. It is the absolute dumb. It. It's just such a dumb theory. When you investigate the theory and you look at the evidence for it, it is just complete nonsensical. But so much money, so much power, so much wealth has been built on this this pseudoscience, this this stupid theory that there's no way that these people are going to admit that they're wrong because their their house of cards have come falling down and all the money and the power they get it will simply go away. Human evil doesn't suddenly leave a person when they enter certain professions. Just like in ministers, I mean, you guys know I've been critical of the church. I feel like too many pastors are more concerned with uh, their power and popularity and making money than they care about the salvation. And the eternal souls of people. Um, also, you've had a, like a case in Ohio where you had these pastors running a sex trafficking ring. We've seen pedophile pastors and priests and what have you. We've seen this kind of stuff. So if if we're if you have corrupt people 
that enter the cloth, who wear the cloth, are we really going to sit here and believe that they're not corrupt people who are scientists and, 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 um, and research? I mean, you, you can't be that stupid. You just can't be. So just because someone carries the title of expert or researcher or scientist, that doesn't mean our common sense should just fly out the window and we should just go along with what they say. That's how Dr. Henry Cotton was able to pull people's teeth out their mouth. So why am I talking about this? So the Christian Post published this article about the endocrine society used deceptive terminology for trans experimentation on children document shows. Now, this is the thing. You have adults sitting here acting like it's a good idea to give little kids puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. And I'm, I'm sitting here like, you got to be kidding me. And you got people ready to vote for Joe Biden when he supports this. Let me get started on Joe Biden. Let me let me let me stop talking about this for once. Let me back down for one second talking about him. Because I'm just like, are you you a Christian? You gonna vote for a man who support giving little kids cross sex hormones? Are you out of your mind? Are you really they because they so consumed with hatred for President Trump? They they denounced they they renounced the use of reason. When you have people who've renounced the use of reason, there's no conversation that can be had with them. And if you're going to sit here and tell me that's not a big deal, that you have a man who wants to be the leader of our nation, who sees nothing wrong with giving little kids puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones, you've renounced the use of reason. But one of the main reasons why people have renounced the use of reason, and in that regard, is some people are just, they're so consumed with their own personal agenda, they don't care about the welfare of others. But other people, they just follow the Kool-Aid scientists say, researchers say and what they say changes all the time you think about uh, i think it's called lobotomies where they used to, to cut out the frontal lobe of people's brains i mean just all kind of stuff uh they used to prescribe cocaine and heroin doctors used to tell people to smoke then we find out that um the anti-cholesterol medication may be linked to alzheimer's because it's lowering a lot of these drugs are not what you call smart drugs it doesn't it doesn't know it's just lowering fat it's just lowering cholesterol. Well, there's good cholesterol that our body actually needs, and, and, and your brain is made up of mostly a fat. So it was it's, it's concerned and it leads to Alzheimer's. Now, you might say, well, didn't you say scientists, we shouldn't trust scientists? Or blah. I'm not saying we shouldn't trust scientists. My thing is that you should use reason when assessing with assessing whether or not what they say makes sense. Now, this actually makes sense because your body needs protein to metabolize sugar. That's why a lot of people eat low-carb diets. They eat like high-protein diets and low-carbohydrates because protein is good for your body and also protein metabolizes sugar. That's why a lot of people who are diabetics, they eat something sweet, they got to eat some protein with it. Well, here's the other kicker. Protein is metabolized by fat. So you need that's like the keto diet. So it's like high-protein, high-fat. And that is, helps you burn up sugar burn up starches and carbs and all that, and it gets a lean body. Now, this actually makes sense. Alzheimer's is considered type 3 diabetes, like diabetes of the brain. And so if diabetes is sugar spikes, and if you don't have enough protein that causes sugar, but if you don't have enough fat, if, if okay, protein metabolizes sugar, fat metabolizes protein. So if you don't have enough fat, you're not going to metabolize the protein, which metabolizes the sugar, which means you're going to have sugar spikes. I hope that makes sense. So if you're taking anti-cholesterol medication, it kind of makes sense that it will re reduce your, body, your body's ability for the fat to metabolize the protein, which would necessarily cause sugar spikes, which makes sense that it could cause some kind of Alzheimer's or just simply something that reduces fat. 
Now, y'all, please don't get lost in the sauce. Why am I saying this? Because it, it makes sense. I followed the logic. I'm like, okay, when you think about it, it makes sense. Now, I don't need to be a researcher. I don't need to be a doctor. I don't need to be a scientist to follow the logic. So the likewise, the true is that when you have doctors hollering out that we should give little kids cross-sex hormones, I don't need to be a doctor to follow that. That is dumb. And that's insane. Because of all the consequences, what you guys have to understand, there's a couple of things you have to understand about dealing with children. Number one, that medical trials cannot be conducted on children. So whenever your child is given any type of medical treatment, they are essentially a guinea pig in a lot of regards. And that's not to say that there aren't treatments done on other children, but be, the only type of data that can be collected about medical treatments of children are results. So like, okay, so we gave 100 children this drug and therefore um, this is what we found. So like with adults, there's clinical trials, you know, there's research done uh, voluntarily, but children cannot, you cannot conduct clinical trials on children. So the only thing they have to go on are the consequences of the children taking a drug. That's it, or the procedure. So we have absolutely no way of knowing what's going to happen to a child when we give them certain medical treatment until we see what happens to the child. So for people to want to give children um, cross-sex hormones and puberty blockers and say, well, this is a good idea. It's like, you have no, our hormones are so important. They regulate our mood. You know, I worked with a teacher who had a, a transgender in her class. She had a high schooler. And she used to tell me, she's like, it was terrible. She said he was just out of control. His mood was all over the place. She's like, he was just, she's like, he was absolutely impossible to deal with. She's like, he had to go because not because, um, the school didn't want him there for being transgender. No, because he was just so, his behavior was just so out of control because you're giving a young boy female hormones. So it was jacking up his mood, you know, and, and this is, it's just crazy. And you have adults acting like this is a good idea. So I'm going to walk through this article because I want to make several points about how dangerous this is and the corruption in science and why we shouldn't just science says your logic never should be subsided. I don't care who's talking unless God. I don't care if it's your pastor, preacher, nobody. Unless God says something, that's the only thing that should should kick your logic out the window. The only thing that ever uh, um, supersedes my logic is God, not other people. I don't care who you are. If you say something, if you tell me something that's contrary to the word of God, or you tell me something that um, violates my logic, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go along with it. So, and, and so this article really was discussing how corrupt science is and how they falsify documentation or conflate things that should not be conflated in order to advance the transgender ideology. And a lot of these groups fund a lot of money behind this transgender ideology because a lot of people want affirmation. People want to feel like they're normal. And so these people have an agenda to push transgenderism. So, and a lot of it is just sheer wickedness as well. It's not just like these sympathetic players, but some of them are. So a lot of people have an agenda to advocate for transgender ideology. And so they pump millions of dollars in these various institutions in order to advocate their cause. So then they go before Congress and the American people telling you this, that, and the third, what you don't realize is money behind them. It's purely financial motivation that's pushing them. And most people don't know that because your news media won't tell you that because they're all in the tank. So this 
article says a document recently and it's a short article so it won't be like i'm reading a whole article so it'll follow along you guys will get something out of this episode it says a document recently uncovered by endocrinologists shows and in case you are unaware i'm not trying to assume that anybody is stupid but it has to do with your endocrine system endocrinologists and they deal with like your hormones things like your thyroid and what have you any part of the body that regulate hormone production that's what their endocrinologists study uh endocrinologist shows the ways in which a professional medical organization deceptively blurred key terms to further the interest of experimental transgender medicine and acquire government funding for it. So again, a lot of these scientists, they'll falsify documentation to the federal government to justify why they should get money. That's why a lot of times when people, I'm not going to get off into like a lot of the green stuff and it's so much environmental waste that that caused. But again, you got these tech companies, you got these researchers and scientists and environmentalists who are making money. So they will go before legislators sounding the alarm on a crisis so they can get a bunch of money to continue to research the, con the crisis and create a new industry. Y'all got to stop just trusting people because they call themselves scientists and researchers. They, they're, they're, they're not immune to human deception and wickedness. It's just not. The 2013 letter from the Endocrine Society that was unearthed by Rockland, California-based endocrinologist Dr. Michael Laidlaw has been sent to the LGBTI Research Coordinating Committee at the National Institute of Health. In what appears to be an effort to urge the federal agency to fund research that dovetail with a transgender affirming goals and conclusions, the Federalist reports. So these people are looking for a conclusion, you know. So let's say, for example, I want to find evidence for Noah's Ark, okay, for the worldwide flood. Now, I do believe that there's evidence. Number one, the Bible is an inerrant, infallible word of God. However, I do think that there's geological evidence that this actually occurred. However, when I fund or I'm going to fund projects, the goal of that research is to find what I'm looking for. When you're, that's geology, that's history. But when you're dealing with medicine and you have scientists who are funded to find a specific, specific conclusion, that can be problematic because the goal is to find out what's best for other people, not to find the conclusion. So they're looking for the conclusion that transgenderism is normal and that this is healthy and safe, no matter what the evidence actually shows. So it continues. The letter reads, systematic studies of pubertal suppression of, uh, pubertal suppression of children who express gender dissonance prior to onset of puberty are needed to assess the potential benefits and risks of preventing physical development contrary to the child's perceived gender at puberty. Research is required to develop appropriate pediatric formulations for hormone replacement therapy. Now, do we really think it's a good idea to give children hormone replacement therapy so they can look like the other gender? Now, if I said before on the show, I'm a parent. I'm sure many of you watching the show are parents. I was talking to my sister the other day, and she was telling me, like, my nephew, like, one day my nephew is Sonic. Then the next day he is this character. Then the next day this character. Don't call me this. I'm this today. I mean, are we really? And you got these people saying, oh, at three years old, these kids don't even know what it means. When you say to a kid, what does it mean to be a girl? They're going to associate it with like dressed up or long hair, pretty clothes. They don't understand I will be sterilized. I will be unable to have children. I will have all kind of medical side effects. I'm setting myself up at risk for cancer. They don't understand that. Now, if an adult, I think it's problematic if an adult does it. But if an adult wants to do hormone replacement therapy to look like the other gender legally, 
they legally have a right to do it. That's up to them. However, when it comes to children, it is so, the kids, it's, and this is why people say the whole transgenderism movement is going to lead to the normalization of pedophilia. Because if you're going to say the children have the sexual autonomy to change their gender, then how can you logically say they lack the sexual autonomy to have sex with an adult? You, you can't, they, they, that, those things go against one another. It's, 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 it's incoherent. It, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. They contradict one another because the whole reason why it's illegal for children to have, for adults to have sex with children is because we say that children lack the autonomy, kids lack the wherewithal to make those type of decisions. So if you want to tell me that a 12-year-old or a 10-year-old lacks the wherewithal to decide whether or not they want to have sex with an adult, how are you going to turn around and tell me that same 10-year-old has the wherewithal to know that I want to be sterilized for the rest of my life? I want to have my penis cut off. I want to have my breast cut off to look like the opposite gender. You can't tell me because in fact, that's worse. If a 10-year-old decides, and again, I do not agree that a 10-year-old has the wherewithal, but for the sake of conversation, I'm going to speak as though they do. I personally think it is worse, the transgender treatment, because if a 10-year-old says, you know, I really do have want to have sex with this 19-year-old. This is If they, in their mind, say this is something I want to do, they might come out unscathed. But if they say at 10 years old, I want to get my genitals removed, I want to get my breasts removed, I want to get cross-gender treatment, you're scarring them for life. That's why the, the boy jazz, the, the, the growing up jazz, and, and then you had like the Smithsonian did an exhibit on girls and they included him in there. That's crazy. That is a boy. And his parents gave him uh, puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. And what happened is that he developed a micro penis. So he grew up with a deformed penis. And then by the time he wanted to get his surgery, they had to cut a bunch of skin off his thighs to give him a fake vagina. And he had all these problems and all this. If you guys should read about what they have to do after it, this is gross. I won't even get into it. What they have to do after the surgery to... Anyway, it's just barbaric. We are literally butchering children. He literally was butchered as a child. Kids do not have the ability. And then this is the kicker part. Then I read an article that the that the boy Jazz now decided he died, now he came out as a lesbian. He's like, what? Yes. So since he considers himself a girl, he likes girls. So now he's now he's a lesbian. In reality, he's just a heterosexual boy. Now, do you really think? That if he regrets this, he's going to come out and say it. You know how much money his family has made off his show? How much money his family has made, him and his family has made from it? Do you really think he'll come out and be like, you know what, that was just a phase? Kids go through a phase all the time. I remember one time I thought I was uh, Vicky Vale from the movie Batman. You know, you, you, you go through stages all the time. I want to be a Power Ranger. Kids, so you think that we should give permanent, life-altering medical treatment to children? And rendering them sterile, and God knows what else consequences are going to come from this. We all know that oftentimes it takes like 20 years for us to fully see the consequence of medical treatment. How many medical treatments have are now are, are defunct, are obsolete? Because we find out, oh well, this medical treatment causes these host of side effects. So oftentimes it takes about 20 years for us to fully know the side effects of certain treatments. And with children growing and bodies altering at the rate it does, we have no clue what's going to happen to these kids. No clue. It will take us 20 to 30 years to see what's really going to happen. And you have hosts of parents ushering their kids up to get this treatment because now it's like, oh, my kid's transgender because they want to be with the latest celebrity and the latest fad. And half of y'all dump the cell phones in front of your kids so they're watching all these celebrities and they transgender so i want to be trans i was watching uh this lady on joe rogan talking about the thousands of kids and especially girls when they become teenagers because a lot of these transgender we're seeing as little boys but when they become teenagers it's hordes of girls how are not they transgender it's like the new bulimia it's like the new thing to do 
And these parents are rushing their kids in to get cross-sex treatment. And, and we don't know what's going on. And, the, and these scientists, they, they looking to get money from it. Anyway, it goes on to say, research is required to develop appropriate pediatric formulations for hormone replacement therapy. We recommend that appropriate financial resources be developed, be deployed to enable these NIH. So why would the NIH pay for this? This is grotesque because you have to have people in. The, and this is why Christians need to get involved in every area of society. This is all this whole secular um, hide your faith. Don't live out your faith. Keep your faith private. This is why they want you to do that. Because if you have Christians at the NIH, it's no way this will go down. They will say absolutely not. But obviously you don't have Christians in the NIH. And if you do, they're some weak Christians. Because otherwise this kind of stuff wouldn't happen. But if Christians are bringing their faith with them everywhere they go, this kind of stuff would not happen. We recommend the appropriate financial resources be developed, be deployed to enable these NIH institutes to, success, to successfully implement the research plan on a long-term basis. It goes on to say the article, such studies are needed to explore the medical treatments for transgender and intersex patients. Now here is the problem. Notice how they're conflating transgender and intersex people. Those are two completely different things. So intersex people are what we would, in the past, you know, words are always changing. We in the past were called hermaphrodites. So these are people with actual medical issues. They, these people are actual with physical problems. You cannot compare transgenders with intersex or hermaphrodites because a hermaphrodite is a person actually born with both sets of genitals. So they actually, I mean, I understand if, if, if a parent has an intersex child, well, I understand them saying, I got to make a choice. Well, do I let them grow up with both genitals or do, do I cut one off? And sometimes you have to wait and see which sexual, sexual characteristics they may develop. So, for example, say if you have a, a, a child who has intersex, but then when they look at them internally, this child has, because um, you don't know, we how, we obviously we identify kid, the, the sex of a child by looking at the genitals. So if they got both genitals, you don't know what they're going to be. So so sometimes after they develop, you can look and say, if you see like a uterus and ovaries and otherwise, then you would say, okay, well, we'll just cut the penis off. So these are people dealing with real physical realities. These are people should get our empathy. All of them should get our empathy. But this is something we totally understand. So maybe they're like, okay, well, she have a uterus and ovaries and fallopian tube. She have all of that in the vagina, but she do have a penis and testicles or whatever so we'll just cut that off and then and, and give her um, estrogen shots or progesterone or whatever you know that actually makes sense because you're trying to treat a real physical reality but this stuff we're talking about transgenderism this is psychological so you you cannot compare the two and so it goes on to say such studies are needed to explore medical treatments for transgender and intersex patients the letter contends conflating those born with rare genetic anomalies known as disorders known as disorders of sexual development and those who self-identify as the opposite sex under the banner of what transgender advocacy group call gender identity. You cannot conflate the two. I've already explained this. One, one is psychological, one is physical. These people are dealing with real physical realities and real complications. And I, and I would never judge the decision of a parent if they say, you know what, I'm not going to cut nothing off. I'm going to let them decide. Um, if they say, you know, I want to see what develops to see which is going to work because they don't want their kids sterile. Whatever the case may be, I wouldn't judge a parent either direction because you don't know what to do. Your kid have both parts. You don't know where to go, you know? So that's not the same. That's not the same as a transgender kid. Then there's no such thing as a transgender. To me, the whole concept of transgender is ridiculous. The person having a mental problem. But what's happened is in society, it's like there's an upswing in this stuff because the kids are watching television shows and movies and celebrities encourage and promote this. So when you have the media and entertainment, 
the media and entertainment industry are the most influential forces in our society, period, period. You know, um, so that's like what Chris Pratt, the people from the the show, the Guardians of the Galaxy and some other from Marvel Studios were angry at him because he didn't attend a Joe Biden uh, fundraiser dinner that they were all putting together and they were mad at him for not going is because they need celebrity. They want to use their star power to influence the masses. So that's how you got people celebrating transgenderism. Because it wasn't until you had Charlize Theron and Gabrielle Union with her stepson. And I don't even mention Dwayne Wade because he clearly is a weak father. He's a pathetic father. He just let this woman walk in and convince his son that he a little girl. But anyway, um, this is what you have going on. You have these individuals who promoting their kids being transgender in the public. So now you got these parents like, oh my God, I guess it's normal. You know, any rate, the article continues, the term gender identity has been pushed in public discourse as an internal sense of one's gender without respect for biological sex. Even though trans identification is psychological and DSD intersex conditions are physical, the endocrine society repeatedly blurred the lines of distinctions in the 2013 letter. So as I pointed out to before, and most of you are already familiar with this, there's no way you can conflate the two. Now, here are a couple of things I want you to take away with this. Number one, the corruption in science. This is why when people say science say, the science never settled. I don't trust, I, I distrust scientists probably more than anybody. And I get that from my mom, but I have come to a point now, I do not trust scientists at all in a little bit. And I actually, I've met some great scientists. And so I, let me step back my statement. I don't trust scientists who are not Christian. And I know that sounds bad, but at this point, the level of corruption in our society, in the scientific industry, in the science community, I need to know that you fear God. Because if you truly fear God, and I don't mean just a Christian in name only, okay? I'm talking about somebody who truly fears the Lord. If you don't truly fear the Lord, I cannot trust your conclusions. And I know that sounds bad. And I'm sure there's scientists out there who are not believers, who are honest people. However, I find it just this kind of corruption at the highest level, you got the endocrine society pushing bad policy because they get they getting money and they don't care. And these people already are getting money from pro-transgender groups and they're just looking for normalization at the expense of American children. And this is the kind of corruption that goes on when you think of, like I said, evolution. Even with the coronavirus, the science is settled. First, it was, oh, it's not airborne. Now it's airborne. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Blah, 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 blah. And you had these scientists in California who held a press conference. Not scientists, these doctors who held a press conference saying that this is terrible. This is terrible. We, these lockdowns are causing all types of problems. I was at a function last week, and this lady told me that 80% of cases of child abuse are reported by teachers. I'm going to repeat that for you one more time. 80% of cases of child abuse are reported by teachers. Her daughter is a social worker and was telling us about it. You know, oh, her, I'm sorry, her daughter works for CPS. I'm sorry, her daughter works for CPS and was telling us about it. So, so the thing about it is, is that there's, these lockdowns have all types of consequences. So these doctors were talking about that. People aren't going for their cancer screenings, all kinds of things, all kinds of important treatment that people are missing they're not going for because they've been in fear of COVID. And not to mention, um, and I shared this on one episode, I think I did, but I know a woman who was telling me that her, her children, her son and daughter, one of their friends recently committed suicide because he was a recovering drug addict and he um, had taken up like weight training and working, exercising and going to the gym to help 
be an outlet to keep him away from drugs. So um, with the lockdowns, he was unable to go to the gym anymore. And so he had a relapse. And then he had a relapse and got depressed and committed suicide. These people's lives matter too. We've created this very myopic view with thanks to the help of our dishonest, lying, demonic media and these scientists, we've created this myopic view that the only lives that we are supposed to care about are those who died from COVID-19 directly. Like the, all, the other people who've been abused and died and into sheer financial ruin, their lives, their problems are totally irrelevant. It's only people who die from COVID we can care about. But it's because of scientists. That's why this happened. So the doctors who challenged the narrative, YouTube, Facebook, they pulled their videos down. They're like, nope. No, we have to only who information can get out to the public. So whenever you have our social media platforms saying you can only hear these, that's what they're not. They're not platforms. They're 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 they're, inform, they're they're publishers. They're publishers because they're saying only certain information can get out. If it's not who approved, you you can't hear about it. The, only the who approved information you can hear about. So who made these people perfect? This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So they purposely silence information from dissenting voices. The science is never settled. It's always more discussion. The nature of science is inquiry. It's the whole purpose of science. But now we got this going on. You have these organizations who are concealing information and, and, and pushing transgenderism and blurring the two. And that's how they've been able to, to advocate transgenderism in the public square because they blurred that with Somebody being like a hermaphrodite or intersex, whichever. I don't know. I'm sure if hermaphrodite is an offensive term or if it is, I apologize. I'm not looking to offend or insult because it's an actual medical condition. So I'm not looking to be funny. It's just, that's a term I'm used to using. So anyway, then two, that's because when you say intersex, most people do not know what that is. They're like, what is that? But if you say hermaphrodite, people, people understand what it is. So the article continues. This deliberate confusion of psychological and physical condition is central to the endocrine society's radical, unscientific denial that humans are either male and female. So you have people at the highest level of the scientific community seeking to deny that people are either male or female. Now, this, uh, here, I was looking to grab my, my Bible. Now, in Genesis 1, and, and this is why my last episode, I talked about how, not my last episode, episode two, two episodes ago, that I talked about the, the, the refusal to acknowledge Genesis 1 through 11, it was precipitating all the problems of society. Because if we acknowledge Genesis is history, it's not allegory, but Genesis, Genesis 1 through 11 is treated as allegory. So it's causing all these problems. The scripture is very clear. And it says in Genesis 1, 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So when God says he made human beings in his image and he created them male and female, and then you've got the people at the endocrine society and these other researchers, these scientists, say, oh, no, no, there's no such thing as male and female. you got all kind of problems. Folks, I, I shared this story before. This individual... <clears throat> was at a, at a hospital, I think it was in Washington or in Oregon, I can't remember, somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Nevertheless, this individual goes into the hospital, co complained of extreme pain, and they pass out. So the hospital is trying to figure out what's going on with this person. And then come to find out the person is a woman and she has a miscarriage. Now, why is this problematic? On this woman's medical records, it listed her as a male. On her medical records, it listed her as a male. On her driver's license, it listed her as a male. So if her medical records list her as a male, 
if her driver's license lists her as a male, why would they give her a pregnancy test? So she calling herself a man while she's still getting greasy with men. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So she's still having sex with men, though she's parading herself as a as a man. <sighs> make it make sense, God. Make it make sense. Okay, so now the baby dies. But if her medical records would have listed her as a female again, as a crime, I mean, as as the law, people should be able to present themselves however they want. Okay, people should be able to present themselves how they want. However, the rest of society doesn't need to alter in order to accommodate your mental illness. And so now you have these crazy liberals. This is why elections matter. You have these crazy liberals who want to go and change people's birth certificate. No, no, you cannot change that. The, the the reality of the male, God damn, was one of the first things God said. One of, one of the first, I mean, I'm sure, God, I'm talking about in scripture, you know, I'm sure God said lots of things. Then. But he this said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them, Genesis 1.27. But again, when Genesis is treated as allegory, people don't respect it anymore instead of it being treated like literal history. So God, man, I don't even, even if I wasn't a Christian, Common sense, there's only two types of perks. And 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 when you think of intersex or hermaphrodites, it's, it's a combination of the two. They, they have deformed genitals. That's what that is. So if you exclude the very rare cases of individuals with the deformed genitals, then people are either male or female. To act like there's unlimited and so we can change their birth certificate to whatever they want their birth certificate. I mean, I could I literally could go and commit a series of crimes. Say I'm a man, change my name, and then two of these people have to self-identify. Like in Japan, they have it to where if you want to do all this stuff, you have to get the entire surgery. It's like, okay, if you want to go with this, if you want to legally change, I don't know if they allow people to change birth certificates in Japan or not, but in Japan, if you want to legally identify as the opposite sex, then you got to get the entire surgery. But you cut a lot of that foolishness out. You're going to have people committing fraud, doing all kinds, I could literally go into there, change my gender, and say I'm a man, commit all kinds of crimes. I could commit all kinds of crimes right now as Christina Caramo. I could commit a ton of crimes. Go change my identity, call myself a man, get my birth certificate changed, do all this foolishness, and they couldn't catch me. It would create all kinds of problems. Identifying criminals, it's an unlimited number of genders. One of the main ways we catch criminals is by able to identify their gender. What are we going to call them? Zer? Person X? Their gender is X? What the heck is that? Gender X. That's what we're going to go looking for? I mean, folks, this is crazy. But see, they want to create this 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 distorted view. It's, it's really demonic. That's what it is. We're turning into pre... We, we're, we're turning pre-flood. We turn to Sodom and Gomorrah in this society. Like I, like I have... Uh, like I heard John MacArthur say, and I strongly believe this. I know some people may not agree, but he said people say, in America is postmodern. He said America is beyond postmodern. America has turned pagan. And our society has become pagan. This is crazy. Anyway, um, so it goes on to say in the article, according to Laidlaw, the conflation is a deliberate strategy to persuade the government to back such research with grant money. I'm going to read that one more time. According to Laidlaw, the conflation is a deliberate strategy to persuade the government to back such research with grant money. So this is how scientists oftentimes make their living. So they put a petition the government for grant money. That's how they survive. That's how they become wealthy. Why do you think a lot of scientists are so wealthy? 
So they go and sound the alarm that there's a major problem. And, I, and I'm not saying, let me be clear. I'm not anti-science. Science is one of my favorite subjects to read about. It's funny, I until I started studying Christian apologetics, I didn't really get, develop a fascination because it just, with science, because now I see how it points to God. So I read books about scientific inquiry all the time. So I'm not looking to condemn or damn science. I'm not, you know, they do wonderful work. Many of the things we learn about the human body are thanks to, to great scientific inquiry. However, that doesn't mean that we should ignore the reality that there's a lot of corruption in science as well. And so many of these people that go, and I mentioned this earlier, they go to the government, they sound the alarm about a problem to justify the government giving them money to research said problem. And so, again, as this article pointed out, these people conflated the reality of transgenderism and um, intersex people or hermaphrodites in order to get grant money. And at the expense of who? The one, the American taxpayer, payer, excuse me, not paper, the American taxpayer and children. And, and this is the thing. A lot of policies that liberals advocate for, like one, Medicaid for all. You know what? To be honest with you, we actually could afford that if they didn't waste so much money. A lot of the stuff that people want to do, well, we should be able to pay for this. But y'all still steal billions of dollars every year. You guys steal billions upon billions and billions of dollars for pet projects for your friends. And a lot of y'all, if you vote for a 40-year career politician, I feel like stepping on your big toe. I do. I feel like stepping on your big toe or maybe your pinky toe because that might hurt worse. Pinky toe is really sensitive. Because career politicians are the most corrupt people. You got people with 40 years in office. I'm sure there's some who are decent, but most, no. Um, I believe they're a bunch of crooks and people sign up for it. Like Joe Biden, why would you elect a 40, the man been in politics for 47 years and had done not one meaningful thing and you gonna vote for him? Because of decency. Does this look decent to you? Okay, this is why I keep saying it. If I hear one more person holler about Joe Biden being decent, I'm just gonna scream and kick and just, I don't know, I might just throw some objects. I don't know, I think I might... I think I might throw some objects if I hear one more person say anything about Joe Biden being decent or or anything of the kind. He decent. We want to return to normalcy. You mean getting screwed over? That's not normal to me. I don't know. Anyway, the article continues. Um, a fundamental educational issue, particularly relevant to the healthcare needs of patients who have very have variations of sexual and reproductive development, is the entrenched view within society of the binary concept of gender. The in 2013 endocrine society goes to say so they don't like the binary concept of gender again we mean that there's either male or female so they want to blow up all of society to fit their worldview so we, we don't like that idea that there's binary everybody doesn't want to be binary okay that's fine but you're not going to rewrite society to fit your craziness that's why in california you have where the governor just signed a law that people will be warehoused in prison based on how they self-identify so you will have men who will self-identify as women simply because they can get in a women's prison so they can go have sex with women. Nobody can see the potential problems it's a cause. If you have males in female prisons and they're having sexual relations and she gets pregnant, no, nobody can see the problem that could potentially cause. Really? Who's going to raise these kids? Let We just not going to have that conversation? I mean, there's so many problems. Anyway, Laylaw and other dissenting medical professionals have for years been highlighting the ethical issues that arise from giving children puberty-suppressing drugs that block the normal pubertal process, which lead to infertility or followed by cross-sex hormones. And here, here's the problem. You know, kids, that's, that's, a, you, that's a permanent life-altering decision. 
So you're really going to tell me that somebody eight, nine years old can make a permanent life altering decision. That is crazy. And you had a case in, um, you had a case in, uh, I forgot where it was in America, but this pastor, his wife is parading their son around like, oh, look how strong he is. And, and the crazy part is the little boy having a shirt to say strong as hell while he's showing his implant off. And that's the crazy part. A pastor's son with a kid saying hell on it while he's showing off his transgender treatment. So many, so, so much packed into that image. And that's what they don't understand. They are on their way right to hell. And you can say, how can you say that? Because God is clear. What does the Bible say in Matthew? Jesus said, I'd rather you hang a millstone around your neck and throw it in the sea than cause one of these little ones to sin. And his parents are advocating and encouraging him to engage in sexual depravity, which as he, if he doesn't repent and change by adulthood, he will go to hell right along with them. They are pure wickedness. They have a wicked hearts. Your heart is totally wicked to do that to your child. And the thing about it is, Kids change their minds. Kids change their minds. How many times have you as a kid, I want to do this, I want to do that. Things that you think are cool and sweet when you're little, when you get older, you think they're ridiculous. Like I remember when I was in cool school, kid, we used to put band-aids on our clothes. When I was like in third grade or crisscross, we used to wear our clothes backwards. I mean, it's all kind of things that we thought were cool. I mean, come on, some of my, my friends who are older than me in the 80s, they were Aquanet. I mean... And they look at those pictures now and they laugh. So, I mean, and those are hairstyles and clothes. But we're talking about making people sterilize. You're going to tell me that that's okay? Anyway, Laidlaw said that the Endocrine Society members were not informed of this letter and cannot be found on the website. So the, the members, and that's what you have to understand the way a lot of these societies, like the medical societies and stuff like that, like the American Medical Association, they have a board, Right. So when you hear these people say the American Medical Association says this, that's the board. That's not all the members. So like, say if you have a 20 person and you know those elections, like union elections, you know those things are off the hook. Okay. You know, it's off the hook to get on that board because the board speaks for everybody. So everybody is a part of the organization. You have a 20 person board and the board will speak, but that doesn't mean the members support it. So the members were not informed of this of the endocrine society. Uh, members were not informed of this letter and cannot be found on the website. According to the three endocrinologists of Christian Post interview in 2018, in a 2018 feature story on Lepron, one of the drugs now being used to block puberty and gender-confused youth, many doctors are often so preoccupied with their practice that they ultimately refer patients to a transgender specialist, having deferred to the endocrine society guidelines and that they are accustomed to trusting. So what happened is a lot of doctors which I don't understand how, but they say, okay, well, this is what the research is saying we should do. So I'm going to defer you to this research specialist to help you out. Unbeknownst to many EC member doctors, those guidelines have been incrementally overhauled by radical activists in the past seven years. So again, that's what I said before. You have activists in all areas and do not think science is any different, my people. In 2015, the NIH, the National Institute of Health, awarded a five-year, $5.7 million grant to several gender clinics across the country. See what I'm saying? So there's a problem. There's a tragedy. We need to fix it. Help us fix it. Then government organizations give these people money. It's a racket. It's a racket. And a 2017 progress report obtained by the FOIA showed that the Los Angeles Clinic the age was lowered to cross-sex hormones to be administered to children as young as eight. So you're going to tell me at eight years old, I was eight in 1993. 
Wow, I cannot tell you the silly things that I like, the silly things that I wanted to do, the things that I thought were cool and I like to do at eight years old? At eight? At eight? You mean at eight years old, a child could tell you that they want to be sterilized and be set up for cancer? They're ready to make that, that decision? And these doctors are corrupt. Because I remember I saw this video of this mom who was saying that her son was transgender or whatever. And she went to the doctor and said, I don't know what to do with my son. She didn't want to go along the treatment because she felt it was a terrible idea. And this is, and a lot of these doctors and researchers, they are, they are totally predatory. And you know what the doctor said to the mother? Either you can have a dead son or a living daughter. And, the, and this was like a pro transgender video. And nobody saw that this poor mom, she's a single mom. She got like three or four kids and she just didn't know what to do. I mean, she just was so confused. Her son is acting now. He's talking about he a girl. He want to be a girl and doing all this crazy stuff. So a lot of times. And so now, and, and there's two problems I see with this. One problem I'm seeing that this doctor clearly preyed on for predatory and preyed on a vulnerable mother because she did not want to do it and she did not want to give her son this this cross this transgender treatment. She was totally against it. She thought it was a terrible idea. She's like, You're young, you this is stupid. But the doctor said to her, who she's appealing to as an expert, remember experts say, and he's like, Listen, you can have either a dead son or a living daughter. The choice is yours. If you want your child your child to live, you need to go along with the transgender treatment. So that's what she did. But also, it's a couple of problems that's going to stem from this. Number one, I believe parents are going to start losing their rights because you already had, I forgot where this case was. And also, you had the case of James Younger in Texas where parents are, and I believe, their parents are losing their rights if they don't go along with this transgender treatment. So say if you have a parent whose child is exhibiting some of this gender dysphoric behavior, and so they take their child to a, a psychiatrist to get their kids some help, and a psychiatrist run and say, oh, well, the child needs to go to a transgender clinic to get transgender treatment. And the parents say, whoa, 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 I'm not doing that. They can lose rights to their children by refusing medical treatment. Just like if my kid had another medical condition and I refuse medical treatment, they'll lose rights to their children. So then what's going to happen is you're going to have parents losing custody of their children. And then also what you're going to have happening is people who do need to see, take their kids to psychiatrists or a psychologist and maybe get some help. They're not going to do it because they're so afraid that if the doctor says something crazy and their parents don't agree with it, they can write a referral and they'll lose their kid. So this is a problem. This is why elections matter. Because these people are getting credibility by the money that they get from, from uh, Congress and from the federal government. And then, two, these same individuals help put certain politicians in power. Why do you think um, Gavin Newsom signed that crazy law in California? Do you really think Gavin Newsom think that it's a good idea to put men in women's prisons? No. No. But, again, he's bowing to the LGBTQIA lobby. So he's going to do whatever they say in order to keep that support. Our politicians oftentimes do not care about us. They only care about their own seats of power. Any rate, uh, so it, it says that earlier this year, amid a contentious debate in California over a bill that provided grants to transgender groups that promote puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and gender surgeries, the California Family Council obtained through FIA, that's the Freedom of Information Act, in case you didn't know, through FOIA, it's called, through FOIA, consent forms from a transgender center at a children's hospital in Los Angeles that openly admitted that the experimental measure caused sterility. So these kids don't understand. They're, look, this will make you sterile for the rest of your life. You really mean to tell me that a kid can think that through? What parent in their right mind will make their kid sterile? And you got these people, they're three years old and they transgender. You know what I mean? At three? At three? At three, I want to be a puppy dog. I want to be a bunny rabbit at three. I'm going to fly like a bird. At three, I'm the characters on television at three. 
They don't understand. Okay. And, and I know they lowered it to not three, but eight. But they're already starting stuff at, they start like the psychological, like the little boy James Younger. He's like six to seven years old. His mother already talking about how she ready to transgender him and transition him into a girl. All of the nonsense. So she fixing him as a girl and putting on the clothes. and She's priming him. She don't care. She just want a daughter. So she's like, I'm going to make my son into a daughter. And this lady is a pediatrician. She is a pediatrician. That's why a lot of people like me, we don't trust doctors. We don't trust, I'm very, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I don't. I like. I hate to speak in blanket terms. There's a lot of honest and good doctors out there. Please don't misunderstand me. What I am saying, there's so many corrupt ones. It's making people not want to go to the doctor. Like, I don't know what kind of nutcase I'm gonna get. You know? Could you could you see what happened if James Younger's mother? I forget what her name is. I don't even want to speak the lady name because she's a wicked woman. She's oh my god. I've never had such disdain for a stranger in my life. But um. If you get some Looney Tunes doctor like that, some kids say, I don't know, I think I might be a, the other gender, or sometimes I feel like I'm a boy, or whatever. You can imagine a parent be losing rights to their kids. Anyway, if your child starts puberty blockers, the article continues, if your child starts puberty blockers in the earliest stages of puberty, it then goes on to gender-affirming hormones, they will not develop sperm or eggs. This means that they will not have biological children. The document reads in part. And so the thing about it is, how many parents actually, I mean, how many people have thought this through? But again, like I said, with the one lady, the doctor said to her, either you have a live son, I mean, either you have a dead son or a live daughter. So the, the parents are being pressured by these scientists and you know, they're getting all kind of kickbacks. You know, they're getting all kind of kickbacks. I mean, there's just the way this whole industry is. It's a racket. They said people wouldn't do that. People have killed their own kids. You have parents who prostitute their own children. You know, I think of this case and I'm a close. Um, when I was working for the Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I was talking to a woman who worked at one of the high schools that I would coordinate with, and she was telling me that she was a principal at an elementary school. And while she was principal at this elementary school, this little girl was complaining. She was in kindergarten, complaining to her uh, teacher that her private parts were hurting, and so the the teacher reached out to the principal and was like, "Hey, I have this little girl in my class that keeps telling me that her private parts are hurting." So they get to school nurse to check what's going on. This girl has blood all in her underwear. Make a long story short, her father had been raping her. Her own father had been raping her. And here's the kicker. If it's not bad enough that the girl's father was raping her, the mother went along with it. The mother knew about it and didn't care and said, because he is giving me money. So this woman is pimping out her own daughter. This man is raping his own daughter. When you hear it, and then what was so crazy is that the school, I mean, the, the state or whatever was going to press charges against the man anyway, and was trying to take the girl from the mother, she went on a run with her. Because she's like, he giving me money. So when you hear cases like this, old parents doing it to their children, why should we be clutching our pearls in shock when we hear about corrupt scientists and corrupt researchers who will gladly give your kids hormones or drugs to sterilize them if it makes them money? We heard of a case of, of, of this judge who was sentencing kids to these youth homes unwarrantedly because he was getting money from the youth home by sending kids to this youth home. Because again, the youth, these, a lot of these youth homes are funded by taxpayer dollars. So the more kids they have in the youth home, the more money they get. So this doc, this judge, excuse me, was getting kickbacks from the youth home for sending kids there. So, I mean... Corruption is in every industry, every profession, whether secular or sacred. It doesn't matter. 
The only one you can blankly trust is God. The only thing I blankly trust is the Holy Bible. Everything else should be put under scrutiny. I don't care what it is or who it is. You know, and, and this comes from people just trust the experts, right? Trust those in authority, right? They wouldn't lie because they're good people. <sighs> anyway, thank you for t- tuning in to It's Solid Food. You can check me out on all major podcast platforms. You can check out my website, www.ChristinaCaramo.com. You can like me on Facebook and YouTube at The Christina Caramo Project. I'm also on Instagram at Caramo the Great, Caramo the G-R and the number eight. And remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles!